This podcast is a product of the Hyper RPG Podcasting Network. Visit hyperrabbitpowergo.com to learn more. Well, well, well. <laughs> Was there a counting well, or something? Welcome to the party. Hello, everybody. Well, no. It's because we're uh, doing things through OBS, so we we don't have an intro to run, so it's a little weird. It's it's been it's been really weird last couple of days running the stream because there's no like intro thing. You're kind of just going, mm-hmm. so it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but welcome everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is our first episode of Hypercast since like I don't know 2004. It's been a long time, uh, but welcome. Nice to see everybody here. Hope you're all doing well. I hope you are doing well. I really mean that. For real, for real. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to be doing the show for the next hour. If you've never watched the show before, where you been? Where you been? Where have you been? Come on. Thank you for being here. Also, yeah, welcome. Oh, are you writing the notification? I'll stop, Zach. I was doing that so you didn't have to, like, stop the flow of the intro. (laughs) Okay. Taking it from the top. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hypercast. Uh, If you've never watched the show before... It's just us. It's family. We call this family time. This is like on-camera family time because we haven't had this in a very, very long time. Family uh, time. It's because like our entire life is content. It's performative. Content. Indeed. My, content. Our marriage is performative. All for Wait, show. What? Our relationship hey, is performative. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> our last family road God trip, all performative. Uh, the honeymoon, it's all performative. It's all performative. We're just a bunch of monkeys. Yeah. This is all news to me. What? <laughs> This is shattering my entire my, universe. Bad news. <laughs> my life choices are algorithm driven. Been right. coming in here being honest every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. 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 Uh, but if you're if you're watching on Twitch, we, we're we're trying to hit a goal by the end of the year. We want to get to a hundred thousand followers. Yes, and oh, you can help shit. us. And we have a long way to go because as of right now, we lose more po- followers per day than we gain. All right. Well, I was trying to be positive, but oh, you no, know. No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to amp you up. All right. We got. We need your help. You amp up. You tell your friends. Get in here. If you're watching on YouTube, obviously, yes, we have pr- surpassed 100,000 subscribers. You should jump over to our Twitch. Links in the description. Come on over. We're doing live stuff every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekends, uh, you know, because sometimes, you know, Zach just wants to go on a random bike ride. Sometimes. No, sometimes. you can't. But you can't I do can't that do it anymore. That's right. Sorry, we're on lockdown. COVID restriction. No lockdown more. version three. So that's not going to be happening. There was a time when we were doing hypercast like every day when COVID started, yeah. kind of giving people updates. And like everyone else in the world, we got tired of COVID. But yeah. COVID doesn't care. Yeah, COVID don't give a damn doesn't if you're give tired of it. A shit. Yeah, <sighs> that, I think that's been the uh, that's been the thing for the last couple days, even the last couple weeks. We're kind of we're going into the holiday season, and the cases are unfortunately ramping up because I think people are kind of like, ah, I want to go hang out with people, and I'm like, great, but not now, please. Yeah. So there's yeah, right now we're we're pretty much going into our what should have been our second lockdown, but let's be real, we never really exited a first it lockdown. Could get worse too. Yeah, we were listening to a thing on NPR this morning. We are not if two hits, weeks out from Thanksgiving yet. Yeah, so exactly. it, well, what I mean is the restrictions. Oh uh, yeah, it probably. If will. we hit fifteen percent mm-hmm. of beds left, which in we're on Southern pace California, to do. we're at twenty percent right now. Yeah. Five more percent. Not big buffer here. Uh, we go to the most extreme version of mm-hmm. lockdown, which, from what I understand, San Francisco preemptively just put in place mm. ahead of getting there to yeah. try to get there first. San Francisco is a little bit more, um, how should we say, like willing to politically endanger themselves to do so. Whereas I feel like Garcetti right now has taken so much flack. Mm. He's 
really trying to not pull that Fine trigger line. unless he absolutely has to. Well, There's no good way to do it. Well, SF is like, you know what? Plastic grocery bags are bad. Fuck them. You know, like, <laughs> homeless people need help. Let's help them. Yeah. And everybody else is like, ah! No, but let's be let's be real for a second here. Like, there are multiple sides to this because we went to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The, San Francisco was hurting more than any city yeah. in the country we I've visited. I've never been to San Francisco when it's been so empty. Mm-hmm. We wild. traveled the entire country on our trip, and no one was hurting like San Francisco was. Hey, man, how are you going? We're just getting started. I know. We're reading somebody else's chat. Yeah, that's oh, true. Okay. I don't want to fix nuts. the lights. I can't get logged in. Can't get logged in? No. I got you, boo. You know, you know what? This, we're going to redo. We're not on a timer right now. No, so we can. We can like redo this show the could intro. Be Fifteen hours if yeah. we really want. There's to only be. ninety people watching right now, so I'm gonna say, go tell your friends, get them in here. Let's get that follower count up. We're gonna have a hypercast in just a second. Let's do it. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. And we should also say, I know we say this a lot, but like, you know, if you're if you're if you're watching, you should probably like enable your notifications. Whoa. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge that. I'm gonna, it's a 2021 challenge. I put too much of the paste in there. Uh-oh. This stuff's strong. Yeah, we I told bought some you really fancy We bought some really fancy vanilla paste today. Yeah. And that's not the extract. That's the real deal. Concentrated. That's the real Ooh. stuff. A little intense. A little intense, y'all. I was uh I, I may uh, I I didn't even put a teaspoon. Too you much. Just, you just went Too all much. in, huh? Too much. Too just much. went all in. Smooth operator, look at you. You just mm. went all in. Mm. Mm. So good though. So good. So uh, people are starting to show up. We did start late today. That's on us. We had some really good meetings. Um, just to give everybody some insight before we get into the main like meat, meat, of the, meat and potatoes of this episode, uh, to keep you guys completely in the know, we had a kind of behind-the-scenes meeting about analytics. You know, Malika presented a bunch of stuff today. We I had, had a, a slideshow presentation. It's true. I mean, we had a meeting. We started off today's work with a meeting with uh, our AMC Twitch team and kind of working on that stuff. And then we had a slideshow presentation of analytics between our social media, our Twitch analytics, our YouTube analytics. And uh, then Lucas presented us with a meeting as well today. That's that's this computer is really strange. The motherboard's in the ca- in the top. I know you're. Uh, yeah, motherboard's in the. I top. I got completely distracted by this like gap in his computer right here, and I was when like, "Is that supposed it, to be that?" It it extends out to allow airflow to come huh. through, huh. and the fans blow the air out the top. It's, Rethinking the wheel here. <laughs> uh, it really should just blow it out your face, so you could do that like sexy shampoo commercial. It kinda. does. Wait till I open up Premiere on this thing. It <laughs> oh, is. It does. oh, this is uh, the rock. Wait, that rocket ship does it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Oh no, no. Uh, yeah. I'll, Anyways, but um, yeah, we were, we were a little late because we had some really good content meetings today, and it was it was good. It was all really good stuff, and you know we're still kind of getting back into the rhythm of everything after being on our road trip for six weeks, and we you know we've got a lot to figure out. We still haven't been able to get all of our tech working. Our downstairs computer is still having issues. Adam told me this morning that when you import a video into OBS right now, it's not working. And we started using OBS because live stream wasn't working on that computer. And now I think those two things are probably related. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was able to rebuild the computer upstairs. have not been able to rebuild this computer yet. Can I just say, it's been like really weird doing live stuff here in the studio again. Like I, I feel like... For six weeks, you were just kind of hanging out down yeah, here. Yeah, right? I would just like watch you guys on the computer screen. And I was like silent. Like I didn't talk to my... You know, it was just me. And now it's like, all right, we're going to go do a show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to, oh, go, yeah. I have to be on mm-hmm. that. Yep. yep. Oops. Yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're back. Yeah. <laughs> we're back. Thing. It's a thing. Uh, I still don't feel 
back though mm-hmm. like my spirit is still on the road mm. <laughs> if that makes any sense it's um you f- you have this postpartum like uh yeah. production <laughs> like dullness <laughs> can we talk about that let's let's I, I think we're going to whether i want to or not okay. let's do it let's go for I'm it i'm here for this therapy session let's go for it well you know, usually when we finish a project, they call it a postmortem. And I had this wonderful game developer press professor who said we should call them postpartums because we just like birth something into the world. Um, but you know, now you're like, now what? Yeah. No, I think we all are. It's not just me. No, I think it's just you. Okay, great. All these meetings have been for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm hella good, uh, bro. I'm, I'm fine, dude. I'm hella good, dude. I'm fine. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I, I think I kind of, but I, I, I think I feel a lot of that too. Yeah. Because I think there's a part of me that's like, I felt like when, when you guys left on the trip, I always thought the, that when you guys came back, the objective was to never go back to what we were doing. It was always like, hey, we're going to come back, we're going to assess, and then we're going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the last couple of weeks of the new year, or for, for 2020, we'll we'll kind of figure out what we're going to do. And then the new year, it's kind of like not a clean slate, but it's a, it's That's a change. That's kind of what we're doing though. Yeah. I mean, we've, I'm trying not to scare anybody, but in reality, the only thing that we've like back to what we're doing is like, we've been doing some watch alongs and yeah. playing Warhammer, mm-hmm. but that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're going to redo a lot of stuff, but yeah. that's, we're that's still us. fun though. Do we're still us. Wallet? Do I have my wallet? Okay. Yeah. What you buying over there? <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> attention uh, but no it's we are going to be changing stuff but we've always been changing stuff I think yeah. it, it might weird people out when we say that stuff out loud but look COVID changed stuff for us yeah the COVID, content COVID we were made doing, the decision on our behalf the content we were doing before we left for the road trip was completely departed from mm. how we typically do things because COVID forced it and now COVID's worse than it's been yet yeah. ironically we're having these conversations and tr- people are like, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? And it's like, yo, bro, uh, it is the worst it's been. We it had, is so bad out there. We had a meeting today that was like, people aren't even taking meetings, so why rush to like make things? No yeah. joke. We had a yeah. uh, a pilot that we're working on, which is really exciting, but we were like, do we still want to shoot this pilot by the end of the year? And they were like, there's no point. Networks have called off all meetings for the rest mm-hmm. of the year. There's yeah. no point. Yeah. He'd be hey, jumping the gun, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and it's wild though to that extent yeah that we still have we still have jobs and i think it's it's interesting and when we get into like i know we're going to start hypercast over in a sec and i think it's good for now, the, what the hell am i doing all this talking for then <laughs> i think it's good for the youtube audience we can get yeah. into it a little bit because they might not even be aware of some of the stuff we're doing mm-hmm. what, uh, we did. <laughs> what we did what we're doing yeah. i mean we are technically running a network for AMC right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel very lucky that we were able to get that started. We started that project in COVID and now we're running it in COVID. It's like, like right at the beginning too. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a momentous day. It was raining, which is very rare for Los raining. Angeles. Oh, yes. we had and we had open. two you back to... those days in your we head. We had just yeah. finished rebuilding the studio. And we had um, two back-to-back meetings mm-hmm. that ran 
into each other but mm. sometimes that's a good thing because mm -hmm. as a ceo if there's two really important prospective clients waiting in the waiting room and they're like who are you oh i represent this fancy company who are you i represent this other fancy company then both those clients are like yo this is the place oh, to be and i made stuff. the right decision so it was a wonderful day where um you know we started having a conversation about perhaps creating this uh twitch channel for amc and then also this pilot that we're uh, working on developing right now. And, um, yeah. Wait, that was the other meeting we had that day? Yeah. It was? It was. And then we had to split the meetings because we were so busy and we didn't want them to wait. And then you came downstairs and you talked to I, contact yeah, number to, one. Yeah. And I went upstairs and talked to contact number two. And then literally like two days later, everything shut down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it took way longer to get everything rolling because of COVID. But we still did it. And I'm like, I'm counting my blessings that both those relationships further themselves yes yes very grateful we're very lucky oh my gosh we're very lucky when i really think about it that way like we started those relationships right when covid hit and very fortunate mm -hmm. i guess that we're going to do it but should we start the show over should we do a proper yeah i feel I like i have to scoot in a little bit edge, edge of the, the frame yep that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what my vcr sounds like <laughs> Girl, you need to get a new VCR. <laughs> I think it's that time. I think it's time. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Hypercast. Hope you're having an amazing day. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on Twitch, we are trying to hit some goals by the end of the year. The biggest one of all, we're trying to hit 100,000 followers. 100,000. If you're watching on YouTube, yes, we've already surpassed 100. We surpassed. Woo, 100, YouTube won. Let's just say it out loud. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. We get it, okay? YouTube won. Yeah. Okay, we, yeah. we made a contest a couple years ago. The road to 100K, YouTube won. Congratulations, <laughs> YouTube. You did it. You did it. Actually, exciting news. We just got our email today. Yeah. So the plaque is on the way, baby. We're getting our plaque. The button. The play button. We're getting the play button. Oh, it only took about two years, but it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's if fine. you're not familiar, YouTube sends out a, a, a big silver plaque to content creators who have gotten 100,000 mm -hmm. subscribers. They send out a gold plaque to those who have hit a million. So that's the next big thing, YouTube. The next big goal. And yeah. they, and they uh, send, I think it's a diamond when you for, hit 10 million. For 10 million, yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. You've yep. gone yep. platinum or yes. something, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. That's when we is. hit 100,000 followers on Twitch, I'm going to throw a party. Yeah. And it will just be us because COVID, but <laughs> actually, I but mean, there will be lots of snacks and dogs. There's going to be some snacks and some doggies. It'll no, really want to hit it. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do think about coming over and hitting the follow button on Twitch. We do all sorts of crazy stuff on Twitch, including what we just got back from. Mm -hmm. You all probably were wondering why we weren't putting out hypercasts, why our contents changed so much in a lot of ways on Twitch and YouTube. And it's because we went on a cross-country road trip for six weeks yeah. in the middle of COVID. Yep. We rebuilt an RV, Yes. decked it out with solar power so and a bunch out. of equipment, and we hit the road. Malika, myself, Lucas, and Adam stayed here <laughs> to um, run all the tech on the back end, which was super important. All the pop-up overlays, all the information, and then we had other ca uh, uh, crew members, Kaylee and Silviana, helping run producing on that project. But maybe we should just like really quickly like, is this the first time we've all got to sit down on camera and talk about coming back from the trip? Yeah. I think so. Because the first meeting we had was very much like, all right, what are we making? Well, yeah. Our, we've, our we've never had a like, conversation yeah. like, how was the trip? Our drive back the last day, we talked quite a lot about the trip. But yeah, yeah I mean, that, you had to have been there. 
So, you missed out. You missed out. But no, seriously, what did you guys think? Like we hit the road middle of pandemic and it kind October of felt 8th, I think it was. kind of felt like the pandemic was chasing us the whole way through. We knew it was going to get worse and in the fall cuz we've been listening. Election team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah, Biden's right. team kept showing up in all the cities we were in. Uh when we, especially when we got to the East Coast. But mm-hmm. what did you guys think like doing that? What what are your what are your thoughts coming out of it? My, Everybody. My here. like biggest takeaway was the hospitality that we were shown because we were entering these communities where, you know, everybody's being impacted in a lot of different ways, but we were just taken care of and there were so many people that were happy to show us the cool parts of their cities. Uh, and then my second biggest takeaway is I had some of the best food I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the best food I've ever had in my life continually. Uh, we ate so much good food. And I, can't, I can't stop thinking about it. I know. Now I'm just eating Dave's hot chicken again. <laughs> just being like, man. Was that I, the only thing you missed while you were gone? I did. Yeah, I missed the Nashville hot chicken, which we got in Nashville. But it's like, it's L.A. and Nashville is where yeah. you get your Nashville hot yeah. chicken. For sure. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, coming back, you kind of learn the second you get back to Los Angeles, you can get everything in mm-hmm. LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get everything here as but far as food's concerned. There are so many places that specialize in a certain food that it's just like that little extra kick of flavor that you don't get in LA. Yeah. It's far removed. Uh, so yeah, I'm always thinking about that now. So the food was like the big holdover for you. For me, aside from the hospitality that we were shown, I'm like still dreaming about all that food. <laughs> I, I would like to piggyback off of that hospitality. Not only was there hospitality, people felt gratitude mm-hmm. and many people said they were honored to be featured, you know, on our program. And I don't know if that was articulated through the camera, but there were so many amazing people that they've spent their whole life trying to fight for the social justice cause or for their community or for their business. And they were so grateful to share what was in their hearts and, and bring vulnerability to us as strangers and everybody in our audience. And I'll be so forever grateful for, uh, for that. And, um, I, and speaking of that, yeah. like that gratitude that they had, was shown through just how much time they gave us mm-hmm. and energy. Like full days, I people were like, just walking around showing us stuff. I felt like a child sometimes yeah. having to be taught how the world works. We met with some people who've been spending their lives educating others on their communities and the things they've lived through. And here we come in like, hey, you can tell us everything in a couple of hours. Yeah, we're live on Twitch. We're live on Twitch. <laughs> Thanks, new sub. Oh, my God, that was so important. Can, yeah. you, can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, how many people's businesses were destroyed on yeah. Black Wall Street? You know, yeah. like, and they were so patient with us yeah. and understanding. And I learned so much and I'm still thinking about it. And, uh, I'm just kind of blown away and it Mm. really brings everything into focus coming back. And I think it's why we have to look at our content again is we want to keep doing that because it felt so good to do it. Mm -hmm. It was like as a creator, I think you're always looking for things that make you feel accomplished, but also like it's important. And I don't feel like very often we make stuff where I come out of it being like, this was important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when we got back from that trip, I was like, we just did something important. You know, we gave a voice to people who were excited to be finally given one. Yeah. And that felt fucking great. Right. I think it was very telling that um, the chief of the Cherokee Nation made time to speak to us. That was Mm -hmm. so cool. And it's really telling how important he knows that message is to get out there, even if it's some wacky young person platform like Twitch. We're Twitter buds now. We tweet back and forth. (laughs) I'm serious. I know. He's... uh, 
Um, there, there's been a lot of incredible experiences. Really cool. I'll be forever grateful for the opportunity. I'll be for, uh, forever grateful for the choice that we made to do the thing. Yeah. I'll be forever grateful for everybody who watched, who watched and supported. Who participated. And like went on that journey with us. Not just like, you know, stopped by, but went on that journey with us. There are many people who shared that this has changed how they feel about a lot of things. And that was so meaningful to hear for me. Adam, you had to kind of experience the trip as a spectator. Yeah. A little bit more access than most because you're still part of the team, but... As a spectator in the studio, having to be a part of every moment, what stuck out the most to you? Uh, I think it was mostly like just seeing the other communities because I think I have not traveled through a lot of the United States. Like I, for example, I've never been to New York, you know, like I've flown through these places, but I've never seen them. And I feel like this was a really good opportunity to get an inside look into who, like what people live in these communities, what they do, how they, how they are dealing with everything that's happening. Um, it was just really like insightful. And there were so many places that you, that you guys went that are automatically going on like my list of yeah. to-dos, mm-hmm. whether it was an experience or a city. Um, so you signed up for mermaid school? <laughs> maybe not that. <laughs> maybe not that. Um, but no, but I, I, that's, that's, I think, what I, what I really, really liked. And the hospitality was like the, the one through line that I think was so strong through the whole thing. And yeah, like people didn't have to be. Nico yeah. made us breakfast in her front yard yeah. after a thunderstorm. Yeah. Yeah. And in after Tulsa, like, Oklahoma, like staying up really late to cater like right. another event the mm. night before. Right. Yeah. It was amazing. Like yeah, that, I think that, that was stuff the, yeah. made me so proud to be an American. Yeah. 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 You know? and, and it's like one of the first times I think this year that I have really felt that there was like unity and a connection and yeah. like it really leaned into the whole idea of like helping your neighbor. And maybe that's what I'm feeling empty after mm. coming back is <laughs> well, every... what happened the day you came back? What do you mean? Everything? Like, well, I mean the night you guys showed up. Oh yeah. Never mind. You know, yeah, yeah. there was some stuff happening in our complex and oh. we're like, Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. So, all right. All right. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to like some people know where we live and I don't want to dox anybody, but we, we have a famous YouTuber that lives right next to us. Our units are touching wall to wall. And since COVID has started, this individual has thrown many parties and we had been traveling the whole country. We had to rush through New Mexico. We weren't even able to stop in New Mexico because they had just shut down the entire state. So we had to push through New Mexico the whole time. It feels like the pandemic is chasing us and people in these communities are taking us, taking the pandemic so seriously. Even people who might fall on different political spectrums. The news is just showing you all these people who don't give a crap, all these people not wearing masks, but in the communities themselves, we were interacting with people who really cared and how it affected their communities greatly. There wasn't like a single person on this trip who, at least from like what I saw, that was like, Trying to be challenging of like, well, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to do this. You no, know, no, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally respect everything you guys want to do. That mm-hmm. was very respectful in that regard. We pull in at 2 a.m. We drive all night, pull in at 2 a.m. And there are like 30 people in the complex next to us, doors wide open, music blaring, people Drinking, throwing their smoking, cigarette butts on the... leaving trash. And we're having to unload the RV to the point that I have our garage open. I'm unloading stuff and some drunk girl stumbles into our garage. And I'm like, what is happening? What are you what doing? What the fuck is happening? I yeah. was I was furious. Yeah, you text furious. me and you're like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah. 
just bad. just uh, the culmination of everything we'd seen on this trip and then to get home and see the most blatant disregard for giving a shit about anyone else absolutely furious yeah yeah so angry and it's already happened twice well i don't want to you know don't let that take away from the wonderful it's just the the contrast of like how like (laughs) Mm -hmm. everybody on the road seemed to be very like respectful and was very aware and like really wanted to like make sure that everything was cool and then you come home and it's like a train goes off the rails and you're like, ugh. Mm-hmm. It doesn't a, make you miss being home. No. I, it feel like, not to get cynical, but it just feels like there's a certain like class of people that feel like they're above this. So the much law, of this. Or they're above public health guidelines. The most frustrating aspect of this is this individual in particular makes posts on their Instagram and stuff about like, wear a mask, be yeah. safe. You know, it's like yeah. that performative, performative I, interaction. Because like within my very small, I wouldn't, no, not small. It's it's a huge city, North Hollywood. Within that community, mm-hmm. everyone's taking it so seriously. Yeah. But this is like, North Hollywood is the poor part of LA. You yeah. know, it's, the, it's a, the poor part of the valley. It's definitely affordable. Yeah, it's yeah. very affordable. Or more affordable. It's where all my friends yeah. live. Uh, like, Everyone's taking it so seriously, and all these businesses are shut down and stuff. And then you come into this complex where a famous YouTubers having a party, and it's just like you see the you see the people like sitting up on the hill, you know, tossing rocks down at the people down yeah. below. It feels mm-hmm. like that's exactly what it feels yeah. like. Like shitting in the gutters, and then the tweeting drain. like, you know, yeah. oh, I hope all my fans are staying safe. Yeah, and shit. it's like yeah, it's oh, like the aqueducts you. of Rome. You know, shit on top of your fancy hill and let it all wash yep. downstream. But we'll pass some bills that help you. I promise. It it, it was very upsetting. Um. I, but overall, there was a connection that happened on the trip. We met so many people that were just immediately welcoming us into their life, despite a pandemic, mm-hmm. all being very safe, us respecting their boundaries, them respecting ours, but willing to share. And it, we went, starting that trip, calling it In Search of America, hypothetically not really knowing what we were looking for or what we were going to find. And I really do feel like we, we found something, and it was that hospitality and connection and willingness to share and be patient with each other and community that flies in the face of everything we see in media. It really was the complete opposite of everything we're sold. And that made me feel happy to be American again. It it reinvigorated that feeling of like, I have to stop paying attention to certain things Mm -hmm. because that outrage kind of culture in the media of like, aren't you mad about this? Aren't you upset about this? Like I am. But that's not the reality everywhere. Yeah. And people are doing amazing things to uplift their community. That really made me happy. I had this theory before we went on the trip that because of the social justice conversation and because we were isolated at home, a lot of people were questioning their role in society, especially, you know, a lot of us are like unemployed and that kind of thing. So like, what am I here to do? And when we said we were going in search of America, Um, Many documentary makers will say what you're really going in search of is yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think we were also going through that personal transformation of going across the country, but looking for what we want to exemplify as Americans, because I identify as an American, but I want Americans to be altruistic and giving and smart and considerate and all those kinds of things. And um, 
to be fair, our guests were a self-selecting group in that I would get in touch with somebody in that city and I would say, who's moving and shaking things? Who ex- it's true. exemplifies? We were looking for the best. We were looking for the best. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have looked for the worst too. And it, that was a choice though. Yeah. We wanted to create something uplifting. So I do have a challenge for the people in our Twitch chat currently and our YouTube comments later. What was the thing you took away from our trip? What did you get from it? that you felt was valuable. Uh, and I do see here, we want to go ahead and remind everybody, like I said, we have a goal. We're trying to hit 100,000 followers on Twitch. If you're watching this on YouTube, come over, throw us a follow on Twitch. Or if you're watching right now and you're new, hit that follow button. Don't forget to turn on your notifications. We have a 7% lower average of the amount of people on our Twitch follower list who have notifications enabled. So please do think of enabling your notifications to know about all the wonderful stuff we have going on here at Hyper RPG. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Beautiful. Is... Okay. It's beautiful. That was good. Just makes me want to... Never mind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hit the follow button and turn on your notifications. Yeah. That's what it makes you want to do. That's right. That's right. Um, there was something I was going to ask about the trip. What the heck was it? Uh, my mind just like blanked. Uh, you wrote the questions <laughs> in the document. What did we do? We went across the country. Oh, the bottom I, half. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Um, you maybe you didn't see it live, but you can watch it. You can watch it every week on YouTube. We're putting out videos. We're putting out week. cut downs every week. We'll keep adapting those two. We have so much footage. We recorded yeah. eight hours a day for six weeks. We have a ton of footage. We're going to keep cutting those down, outputting them. Or you can head into our Twitch VODs and subs. You can just rewatch the journey. Mm-hmm. And I think if you like what you see on YouTube, you should definitely think about watching what we have on Twitch because we can only show you such a tiny fraction of what happened. And there's so much nuance mm-hmm. in these conversations that we can't put in the YouTube cut down. Yeah, sometimes it's like three days worth of stuff in a 20-minute video. Mm-hmm. But if we're live six to eight hours a day, yeah. you can imagine how much you're missing by not seeing you know, the actual like uncut version of everything. And yep. then every week as we put out a new YouTube video, I have been sharing what's on my camera roll finally on the Hyper RPG Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I shared some like close-ups of the hot the chicken yeah. and all sorts of fun stuff too because I had, I had so many phones, uh, photos on just on my camera while yeah. I didn't have a chance to share them. Mm. It's one of my favorite things we've ever done here as a channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely not one of our most successful ventures from a business standpoint but from a me as a creator standpoint i am so proud to have been a part of it Mm -hmm. it's like something i'm proud of that i can't wait to to look at and dig in and try to find ways we can bring it back and make it successful as a business as well yeah well and i think that like i I think for me at least like that's that's really exciting is to look at this project and to see how we did everything and if we wanted to do something like this again in the future how can we alter it, change it, update it? Yeah. You know, what little differences can we, what little things can we tweak I mean, to make it better? Is it safe to say that all of us want to do this type of content again? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think the question is the messaging and the packaging. Mm-hmm. I really want to figure that out. Yeah, okay. but I think it was like, I think it's a unique experience to be able to see something like this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we all really want to get out and even though most of us can't, at least having something that is yeah. allowing Let you to do that Let us take that risk for you. Yeah, you know, because, yeah, I mean, it's true, though. It was so a many, risk. There's so many people out there who just literally cannot leave their house. Look, 
Malika put herself at risk. She has asthma. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Don't follow what I did. <laughs> Lucas had already gotten COVID and knows how much it sucks. It wasn't very fun. And we all put ourselves at risk to kind of tell that story because we thought it was important. And we wanted to do it in a way that didn't put ourselves and anyone else in danger. But to say that, as the pandemic rages across this country, we traveled to every city in the country in the bottom half of the United States, and we came back not sick. That is not to say that it is not as bad as people say it is. It's to say if you stay outside, follow social distance protocols, and you wear your damn mask, you might come out of this okay and help other people come out of it okay. Follow those simple things and you could be like us and travel the entire fucking country and not end up putting other people in danger. The hand washing helps too. Then wash your hands. Wash your hands. And we, wash your hands. Um, also, we... The show was shaped so much by the pandemic. I think people don't realize why we're always outside. Also, we didn't really feature many people over a certain age. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, like, you if know? you look at this content on YouTube, it's defined by the pandemic. A hundred percent. And we're trying to make it a fun travel show regardless, but almost everything we did happened outside. And if yeah. not, well, there was lots of social distancing. There's we a reason use... why you didn't see my dad on stream. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh we had to use boom microphones and one camera moving in a live format back and forth. If we were using lobs, we would um, sterilize them and hand them yeah. off. Yeah, and it's, it makes the content very different than how you would make it in a normal situation. We were trying to find a solution to make it work regardless, mm -hmm. but I hope people do understand when they're watching it that like, it happened for a reason. We were trying to be as safe and follow all the guidelines yeah. as humanly possible. I mean, normally possible. when you mic somebody, you're up in their face micing Oh, yeah. Them. yeah. And oh, with yeah. this, you can't. You have to like verbally explain to them I like, what I to I wish I could do. show you how awkward it was to try to show certain people how to get those mics on. <laughs> yeah. And, then, yeah. and, and walk you through. run it through. It, 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 you gotta, it's got to go here. Uh, no, no, no. Into you gotta, that crease. The, you gotta, th there's a little button. Yeah. No, no. Okay, watch me. Watch me. See this? See it? There's a button. You got to hold it down. That's so hold many extra it. steps. And you got to hold it. When you see the blue light, yeah, good, okay, great. Actually, can you put that up here? We, we lose after about five feet. I, I know it, it seems very weird, but at five feet, your mic goes out. So we're just going to put that up here. Sucks. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very different experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very different experience. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about uh, Natalie, though. And she was good, though. It took her a while to open the package, and she had to walk over to get um, scissors and everything. But she knew what you wanted. I mean, it just took her, we had took to her be a while. so careful because I feel like we're going to meet someone like Natalie, who is a national fucking treasure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This woman is 82 years old. <laughs> Speed demon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She needs to slow down when she drives. <laughs> we couldn't keep up with her. She passes us in the RV. She's driving herself. She's got her own little cart that she rides around on her ranch. She was so... She's a person you only meet once in your lifetime. Yeah. That is a one-in-a-lifetime person. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, God, we cannot get this woman sick. Mm. Everyone, watch your... You know, like everything every yeah. safety precaution possible because this woman is a treasure mm -hmm. an absolute treasure she said she's going to write her books when she retires that's at 85 right. that's right i was like good on you <laughs> i good believe her you. anyone else would be like okay we'll see i when I she's 85 her. i'll be looking for her books her memoir yeah i know Wait, and she dated Joe, Joe Schuster. Schuster. <laughs> that was wild. As she started talking, I immediately pulled out my phone to look for Adam's reaction in the chat. Seriously, we're in the middle of this live conversation, and she starts talking about this guy named Joe, 
who had all these pictures up of Superman. And she was like. And she met yeah. phone dating. And I'm like. Uh, it was computer dating, but like way back yeah. in the day. The second she said Joe and Superman, I like pulled yeah. out my I phone. I was like, is she talking about Joe Schuster? And I'm like waiting for Adam to be like. And I did. Chat. And I did. And I did. I, immediately, I was like, oh, man, I want to spend an hour just talking to her. Yeah. Um, if you're watching on YouTube wild. months later or whatever, we're talking about Natalie McGee. She's the head of Arizona Cactus Ranch, and she is in our episode for Phoenix, Arizona. It's going to be months before we get to it yeah. for YouTube. But, it's you know, the, the way the algorithm works, they'll watch this video three yeah. years later. That's right. Uh, <laughs> All the videos will have been released by now. Yeah. Yep. Welcome to this video three years after the pandemic. Yeah. We're talking about this week in 2020. That's right. <laughs> Which at this point, who knows? Maybe all theaters will be closed. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> down oh, man. Are we going to walk into here. this? You know? Okay. I, I feel so, like there's a lot of stuff. Let's get into it. I, I, I do want to ask this question, though, before. Yeah. Is there any particular thing while you guys were gone in like the six to eight week window um, that when you came back and you kind of caught up on life that you were surprised to find out about that this had happened? Um... It doesn't have to be related to like any particular thing. Sight Glass changed their coffee shop into a market. Yeah. That was interesting. You found that out. Is that I a think, local LA place? Yeah, it's a, one of my favorite coffee shops in LA. I think what's been interesting to me while we were gone is to see how quickly Los Angeles adapts and changes. Mm-hmm. This city never fucking stops. Yeah. And even you, you go out of town for a couple of weeks, you come back and you're like, that's a new business. That's a new business. That, why are they opening in the middle of COVID? Yeah. Just keeps going keeps mm-hmm. going uh so that's always surprising when you come back home to just start realizing how much things change yeah that there quickly. there is a um in my neighborhood which is very residential there's a guy who set up a um uh like a tent like one of those um canopies in his front yard and he's making crepes and waffles yeah uh every morning on in the on on the weekends and uh he's absolutely crushing it and i had can you uh, give me the address please yeah i can give you the address (laughs) i had uh some of his crepes over the weekend and they're so good uh and it's just a guy who i can tell he doesn't have like a no safety inspectors, you know, health inspector <laughs> knows that this is happening. He yeah. has no license. Mm-hmm. Most, uh, but that's happening all over Los Angeles. Yeah, people, people are just ha- making stuff make money, and yeah. selling it. Yeah. I was talking, my uh, the person who cuts my hair, she has an outdoor setup in yeah. her yard. Mm-hmm. She has a fan and all this stuff and like constant airflow and it's in the middle of her yard. And she was talking about how, um, and she's Latina and she was talking about her community and how she's like, Oh, more people are cooking on the street now than ever before because yeah. they all lost their jobs. Yeah. And what Got do they know how something. to do? They know how to cook. Yeah. So they're bringing their home recipes and they're selling it out of a shopping cart in the middle yeah. of the street. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that um, girl who does the Calabama stuff. She's um, she from her fire escape. She lowers sandwiches down in a bucket. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's and right. I'm. I'm sure she doesn't have you know uh yeah. no health inspectors probably come and look at her kitchen to make sure it's up to code but i think mm. everyone's kind of being pretty lenient about that yeah. so a lot of those are popping up that was interesting to see in my own in my own neighborhood my neighbor is doing that <laughs> yeah i haven't really noticed there was anything else that we came back to that really surprised me mm-hmm. uh well it's hard to tell because we came back to staying inside which is right. how we left, you know, outside of my bike rides. And it's not the bike rides. like The bike rides that go on are really the only thing that shows me, oh, that's a new place. Mm. That's a new place. That's pretty much it. What was it like being uh, away from home during an election? So In like a completely like that new was place wild to you? Yeah. Because on election day, we volunteered to help give out food at the polls. And we're doing that in a city we're not from. We did yeah. that in New Orleans. 
Uh, and every city has obviously had different things happening on election day. I think um, good and bad things uh, on the ground that we were kind of feeling in New Orleans in that the places that were very crowded at the polls that needed the food were the places that needed food less. Mm-hmm. It was the wealthier neighborhoods because <clears throat> more people were voting. And a lot of the poorer communities were very disenfranchised and their polls were very empty mm-hmm. and there was no one waiting in line to be needing food. Now, that was just one area and one community that we encountered, uh, but things were not how they expected them to be. The people giving out the food expected that situation to be flipped. I think they were very surprised to see where the lines were and where they weren't mm-hmm. and who they ended up giving the food out to. But it was definitely weird because I consider it one of the most important elections in the history of our country. Yeah. Uh, and... We're still obviously dealing with the aftermath, <laughs> you know, like, yep. it's still, you know, that was a while ago, but we're still dealing it's a, with it. It's actually today. I think it's a month. I, oh, God, just get to yeah. arrest the orange man and put him in jail. <laughs> the fucking circus peanut. Get him out of there. Something that I really appreciated witnessing was what people believe in and why a person would think a certain candidate might help or hurt that thing they believe in mm-hmm. uh, in person. You see that a lot online and I'm like, are you a crazy bot or like a real human being? Yeah. But for people to just tell it to me to my face, well, yeah. I'm not going to vote for this party or this candidate or I am going to vote for this, you know, thing, this or that or this amendment. Um, that was really, really interesting because it felt very arbitrary because hey you know i'm gonna sound like a cynic politics are a bunch of like pre-programmed promises what what's gonna actually happen right but it was interesting how you know people had trust with certain organizations or groups or political parties or that kind of thing on both sides hey i mean if you're if you're watching anything watch georgia right now Mm-hmm. And what's going on there? And this weekend will be interesting as well as the GOP implodes, not knowing how to deal with Trump and his power with their voters, but also how he's basically they've allowed him to take full control of their party. And he's simultaneously disenfranchising. You know, I put out a tweet not too long after the election that I'm surprised Republican strategists aren't doing more. And I'm sure they know. I'm sure they know people far smarter than far smarter than me are doing this research and I'm sure they know, but he still holds the power because he holds the people's votes and he's got an angry Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the GOP would love for his Twitter to get disabled whenever all this is over with yeah, so yeah. they can get back to doing their shit, but they have to play nice and let him run his fucking mouth because they gave him so much power over the voter. Mm-hmm. But this reminds me a lot of when I was in college and it took, uh, it took, Obama reinvigorating everyone to bring people of my generation back to voting because so many of us of my age became disenfranchised after the Al Gore incident. And even though, even though, like a lot of people will say, okay, it went to court, Al Gore conceded, a lot of, when I was very young and far more progressive in terms of my, you know, political left-leaning beliefs... I convinced myself, like, it was stolen. So what happens when you convince yourself it's stolen? Well, why vote? You become disenfranchised completely. The process is rigged, so why even be a part of it? And I feel like the GOP is allowing Trump to do that to their own party right now. Uh, And it's going to make people be like, well, what's the point? Mm -hmm. We'll just yell about it, and we'll get upset. But why go and, you know... There, it's going to be really interesting the next couple of years in politics to see how they reverse that because GOP's always had a higher turnout with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So 
It'll be interesting. Let's change the subject. Did that say 109? Yeah. You have 109 unread texts? Yeah. They're almost all from Grubhub. <laughs> they ca- Grubhub. Grubhub uses a different... Delete your goddamn Wait, messages. Can't you, they like, use select all markers unread? red? No. Do people do that because they just, like, want to feel important? I, I wish that was a reason. I don't no. mark anything as red. It just really? It's a number that doesn't mean anything to me. I, I'm just like, Look at, it always bothers well, me. Let me show you my inbox. Oh, God. Uh, 5,140. Well, I have like 13,000. What does that mean? Already. That doesn't mean anything to me. I just go and look at the things that haven't been clicked, and that's that's my new emails. <laughs> I, I get, maybe it's just me. I just like, it makes me, like, it gives me anxiety. It gives me anxiety, too, but don't discount that anxiety not being as powerful as my laziness in the matter. I, anyway, <laughs> maybe I like the stress. I do a weekly cleanse. Maybe I like the stress. We are talking about politics on Hypercast well, right now. The last thing I want to say about politics <laughs> was uh, meeting our friends, our new friends from Aliento. It's people like that which exemplify why it's so important to vote. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't watch that episode on Twitch, basically we met a whole bunch of um, undocumented immigrants. Mm-hmm. And they were just so beautiful they were so smart they were so passionate they were so um giving and patient and everything and they had incredible stories and one of them was a high schooler Mm -hmm. you know and how how brave they were to fight the good fight also to come on our twitch program and just be like i'm undocumented yeah Yeah. the balls balls (laughs) that you have to have to look right into a live camera and be like hi my name is and i'm undocumented and i'm currently going to this fucking courthouse every day and fighting for my rights to be here and and my community yeah um like holy shit and props to them, and I think for me, they really exemplified like why you have to vote, no matter how annoyed you are at the candidates for president or that kind of thing. Mm. There's so many more uh, topics yeah. at hand that, that matter to people's lives day to day. Well, yeah. I, I would love for things like that to become more of an issue in this country. And in terms of when we go out and we travel this country, people talk about issues they care about. And this election felt like it wasn't run on issue, it was run on identity. Yeah. You know, are you a part of this identity or are you you a part of this identity and the side that's claiming the most that it's about identity is the one running on identity you know the one's trying to say like oh the left is gonna do this and that and i'm just like you guys are running on trump who has no policies almost at all he's only purely pretty much a performer mm-hmm. and you know a grandstander so we watched the west wing the other night <laughs> oh man i've been digging the west that wing show, lately I, i've never so seen good. it before. that is the utopian america <laughs> of <laughs> they look, fight at this, look at this very logical white house having nice conversations oh they have some intense what i love about that show is they don't paint them as doing the right thing all the time they yeah, fail no. constantly yeah mm-hmm. they make the wrong choice and fail but all there's the time. there's a there's beautiful dialogue to it oh, yeah. That, yeah. where they've actually put in some thought into their ideas <laughs> it was amazing i'm watching it and like zach, zach and i look at each other like could you ever imagine our current president having an intellectual conversation like this and i'm like he's probably crying in the corner the whole time yeah yeah no it's wild no, no when you sit there and you watch one of the scenes where it's like they bring all the generals and they bring all the advisors yeah. into a room and they're explaining to the president a mm. very detailed and nuanced situation that he mm. has to interpret and give a nuanced answer to and you imagine that with Trump and you're like holy fuck how did we survive four years I turned to Zach how did we get through this I turned to Zach and I was like I'm, I'm glad I make goofy internet shit yeah <laughs> oh I, I feel that real yeah it's like those mm-hmm. are totally. some like very like, deep complicated uh, yeah just huge decisions that have to be made oh like, yeah uh, I'm too stupid. I've been rushing through the West Wing though because it leaves it leaves show. Netflix in a couple weeks and 24th, uh, I think, yeah. yeah, and it's been 
really, really, it's so well written. Yeah, and it's I, so I well written. I didn't know that was an Aaron Sorkin written show. Oh yeah, he wrote and, every episode for four seasons, and it's insane because like the effectiveness of the of the dialogue. Um, together with the effective camera work and how it just like moves constantly you're like dude you cannot turn this show off it's impossible you can't watch an episode and be like that was too boom, slow boom, like boom. are you crazy it moves mm. so quick you know it's, it's efficient so, so efficient. efficient yeah and they don't it's weird to say because i love modern tv mm-hmm. i love modern tv i don't know of a show being made like that right now yeah we purposely stretch things out now and don't give you answers to hold you in because it's all about that watch time and getting you locked into an eight episode yeah. you know season and now there's like no commercials for a lot of stuff so you can kind of do it in your own yeah, pacing whereas yeah. that show's like we got four minutes let's ne- make them effective. netflix has changed the game completely yeah. on the flow of tv they yeah. really have yeah. and you go back and you watch something like that and you're like holy shit like yeah. every couple minutes you're me through a commercial break yeah. and when there's no commercial break you're just constantly like yeah boom i know it's really cool it's crazy it's really good if you haven't seen it uh i, I definitely want to go back and like rewatch. The what were thing. you watching while we were out because we we kind of have question. like roommate time and sometimes we watch yeah. things together and and we were on our own things now i because you guys left in october yeah. i did watch a lot of like horror related stuff uh i what happened Sorry, I gotta move fast. I gotta move fast. I gotta move fast. I gotta move fast. Is it a graphics card game? No, one. it's an Xbox. Xbox Series X. I gotta oh move God. fast. I gotta oh move God. fast. I'm not go, gonna be go, fast enough. Go, 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 no! Did it's it say not what store it was? Microsoft Store! Ah! Which one? You got the Microsoft Store! It's in the stock! It's, all, it's gonna store. be. I'm already too slow! I'm already too slow! It's already been 60 seconds! Oh, it's PC, gonna be sold out! P- PC game. Son of a bitch! What's up, baby? PC. Son of a bitch! It's, it won't load! God damn it! Hey, it's a good thing we got that new PS5 upstairs, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna load! Halo comes out in a couple weeks! Get off my shit! <laughs> they, don't, they don't have that for PC? Yeah, but come on, man. It's fucking Halo, dude. Uh, it's probably not, not loading. Though. It'll probably just be Xbox. It's just spinning. Aww. No. I'm too slow. Malika's like, I got two. I'm too uh, slow. No, it will be through Microsoft, the store itself. Ah, okay. All right. All right. It's opening the store. It's, a, it's out of stock already. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Son of a bitch. It was like. 20 people got in, and then the website went down from the 300,000 people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a good attempt. My favorite thing is looking on this. I I use an app to track. It's hilarious. You're like my brother. My brother's 20. You think and, Matt isn't doing this too, though? Oh, probably not. <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah. So my brother my brother has been doing that for the graphics card for the 3090, and he just like is in Discord rooms, and he's got bots set up, and he's on yeah. Reddit, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting there all day and all night. And my mom's like, I haven't seen you since the pandemic started. He's like, yeah, I'm just busy hanging out with my friends. Meanwhile, he's over there just like trying to buy one item for seven months. And I'm it's like, yeah. God, the damn man. scalpers. They've ruined so many gamers' Christmases this yeah. year. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. They're, I would love bots. to build a new computer, but nothing's available. And I'm like, okay. Maybe there's already, like, on this app I use, there's over 100 comments already. They're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and here's 101. <laughs> it me. Uh, we got to figure out how to make scalpers drive up the value of things that need to be driven up. Yeah, right. Yeah. How do we make scalpers drive up the value of a Twitch subscription? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone buy up all the Twitch subscriptions and sell them. Third party. Uh, Lord. Well, maybe in another three days you'll have a chance. 
Uh, you know, I got my alert and uh, Maybe that's trying to do it immediately is still not fast enough, so I give up. Last time, uh, I missed it by two minutes, and I was like, okay, that's on me. This time, I got the alert, immediately clicked it, already gone. I get it. It's uh, not going to happen. You need to set up those notifications on the computer on the fiber. It's not about the fiber. It's about the uh, it's about the website you're being going hit. to yeah. being hit by yeah. everyone else yeah. at the same time. Five hundred thousand yeah. people yeah. at the exact same moment. It's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. It's not gonna happen. Poor guy. Anyway, so what were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I watch I watch a lot of horror related content because you guys are primarily gone throughout the month of ho- or October. So I watch stuff like Under Wraps that was on Hulu. Not not on Disney Plus. It's on Hulu for some reason. I don't know. Uh, there's a really great movie called. Um, the Bronx, I think it's called Vampire versus the Bronx. It's a really, really fun um, like horror comedy about these vampires who are trying to drive everyone pretty much out of the Bronx, and the community comes together to like destroy the vampires. It's really fun. Yeah. It's a short 90-minute watch. It's great. It's hilarious. Um, I did binge um, The Haunting of Hill House, I finally. Say. I was about to remind yeah, you. Yeah, finally. That show is so incredibly good. Yeah. In, like uh, nothing but good things to say about Haunting of Hill House. It w- took us a while to get through it because Emily gets scared. So, but we we had to avoid watching it uh, during the nighttime, which like was so kind wait, of wait, hard. You did Bly Manor or Haunting of Hill Hill House? House. We started with Hill House. Did you do the the discs? Uh, we just watched it on Netflix. Oh, I've got the director's cut upstairs. I know. I end up buying my own copy too. <laughs> what, dude? <laughs> That's what happens when we separate ourselves. <laughs> Come on, man. I so got the director's good. cut. Oh, yeah, so man. Good, so good. I love that show so much. Yeah, I haven't really watched good. Blind Manor yet, and it's this is stupid. This is so stupid. Only because mm. I'm scared it won't be as good as Haunting of Hill oh, House. God. I've already heard it's I can, not as good. I can good, straight up tell you it's not as good. Shit. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Perfor- the performances are great. I like the characters a lot, but it's a little more disjointed with mm. trying to explain some weird sci-fi ghost thing going on, uh, and it doesn't do a very good job. But it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's, I, it's worth the watch, absolutely. Okay. Then I've been watching, watching a lot of uh, Great British Bake Off. Oh, yeah. Somebody else in the audience said, Malika, <laughs> you need to catch up. It's good. It's so good. Yeah, now we're kind of at the point where it's where they released a new season that they shot during COVID. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And um, they were releasing one a week. So I'm not completely caught up. I think the last episode, uh, they were trying to make cakes, and it was like 110 degrees in the tent. Don't you don't you love on that show it's when it's the final and they bring back all the contestants yeah. in the park and they're all so watching fun. and everything? You're like, this is not American competitions <laughs> no, no, at, no, all. No, 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 at all, at all. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it shows really fun. But that's that's like the extent of what I watch, mostly like Halloween related. I yeah. watch the Queen's Gambit with Zach. Oh, I started that. I agree with him, uh, Zach, where you were saying it just should have been a movie. It's very formulaic. Yeah, it should have it's been just a, movie. a little too formulaic for yeah. me. Um, as a person that was a competitive chess player as a child, uh, I like that they actually showed the board and you can follow what's going on, mm-hmm. and it actually is kind of like impressive chess. And I'm like, oh, well, this yeah, that stuff is cool. The, the chess part was correct. Yeah, uh, including you can be hot while playing a board game. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> ding. Jesus I'm just Christ. trying to prop myself up there. You know, I'm just, I'm just tired of the whole, like you're, you can either be hot or smart. And I'm like, why can't we have both? Yeah. I think I have three episodes left. I've liked it so far. I really liked it so far. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good. 
There's something else that I watched. I can't remember what it was. But I, I have like some like issues, like plot issues, yeah. but yeah. overall I, I liked it. And the I'm, more sure, I I'm think sure we're all watching Mando at this it's, point. It's oh one of those God. shows, The Queen's Gambit, the more I think about, the less I like it, so I mm. tried to stop thinking about it. Because mm. it's like, it's so easy to start picking it apart, yeah. considering it's like very formulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last like three or four episodes of The Mandalorian are my favorite Star Wars stories of all time. I haven't watched the newest episode yet, but I heard Adam freaking oh, out about so it. Oh, it's so good. very Star Wars. It's, it's so Star Wars. <laughs> but in the <laughs> I mean, the last one was very Akira Kurosawa. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, the last uh-huh. one was a straight up like, here's a samurai movie. Yeah. In case like, you didn't know. But with Rosario Dawson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, in case you didn't know where the influence for this came from. Yeah. Or where, and, where Star Wars got it from. And mm-hmm. I would love to see it where it's on it, where it on its face more. Yeah. It was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the last episode a lot. Overall, the new season, I feel a lot like I did the first season where I'm like, I want the show to go somewhere and do something, and it starts to feel like an RPG group that's spinning in circles. That was my complaint, too, but the last two episodes have really gone somewhere. Like, I was, and this is not a spoiler, so you can keep listening. I was, they, they say at the beginning of the episode, you know, you got to go to this place, and he's got to, you know, he's got to look through this stone or whatever, and it's like, oh, man, that's going to take so many episodes to get to, and he's going to have all these side missions. Right after they say that, they cut to that planet. Yeah. I'm just like, fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is what this needs. It's yeah. just like, move. Yeah, because sometimes it's it, so sometimes fast. It, like, it takes extra steps to get to places. You're like, oh, just go there. Yeah. But the last episode, same thing. It was you're like, just it's right in it. It's like, Let's oh, go. it's going to be something at the very end. And then it starts to like, yeah. oh, no, I know. we're I here. Know. The whole time I was watching, I was like, is this the season finale? This is crazy. <laughs> oh, it's, God, I can't wait to watch it now. It's, it's yeah. so good. It's a really good episode. Yeah, it's really good, really good, really good. Sweet. Um, outside so, of that. Should we talk about the things that we want to talk about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How this show works. We, we shoot the shit for a while and hang out with you all <laughs> in the chat. And then all of a sudden we're like, we brought topics. Oh, did we? How much time do we got left? <laughs> yeah, I know. We got five minutes. Like, uh, we haven't okay. got a chance to sit down as a group yeah. and talk in a while. We, we, we have, but they've all been meetings. It's true. It, we, we haven't had like this just like community hangout time. We yeah. need a job. To tell us, sit down, hang out. Yeah, exactly. We need to like have a reason to. You need <laughs> so to stupid. put on your schedule live stream to get married, live yeah. stream to have honeymoon. Yeah, get it. I understand now. I understand. Just gonna have to book it in. Book it mm-hmm. in. Um, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that this year's like whole theatrical experience is like just a bomb. You know? A little different. Just a little fire. A little, a little different. fire fest. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking into the new year, I think a lot of people were wondering, you know, businesses, creatives, audience members have all been wondering, you know, when is it going to be safe to go back to a theater? How is that going to work? Yeah. What are the restrictions and regulations going to be? I know that in like the later part of the summer, they were trying, man. AMC and Regal were like really trying to make it work. They were trying. And that, that actually yeah. made me a little bit proud of people mm. to be like, even if the companies, which are profitable companies, are always going to be like, oh, it's just enough. Let's get people in. Yeah. The people overall were like, I'm not ready. Yeah. A lot it's of people not were not ready. Yeah. Not ready. And, you know, like the highest grossing movie of the year, I believe, domestically at least, is still Bad Boys for Life. And that came out in January. <laughs> You know, like Tenet did not do what, what they were hoping they were going to do. I actually liked the movie. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Um, so Warner Brothers came out on Thursday yesterday, and they made this like pretty big announcement that they're taking their entire major 2021 slate. I it's think a it's like 21 huge movies. announcement. Yeah. Huge announcement. Huge announcement. And they're not not that they're not putting it into theaters, but they are simultaneously releasing these films on HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, the titles include it's starting with Wonder Woman on Christmas on Christmas Day, December 25th. 
that's going to roll all the way until the end of next year with movies like Dune, uh, The Suicide Squad, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Tom and Jerry, just everything. Every major movie that Warner Brothers is putting out. Even Matrix 4. Matrix 4. Yeah. Which I didn't realize was even far enough in production during COVID to, to say really that They stopped shooting in February, and then they picked up shooting again throughout the summer, yeah. which a lot of movies have been doing. Some movies have had we, – we've noticed knowing, that some movies Knowing what the down. guidelines are – Yeah. I'm really worried for some of these movies yeah. Yeah. that they decided to go forward. And I get why yeah. they have well, to because of the money involved, but I'm worried for them. So we know through our friends at AMC that basically they have these quarantined villages mm-hmm. where the whole cast and crew have they to like, there. yeah, quarantine and then live there and like don't fucking leave until the movie or the TV show is done. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean... And it's happening right now with Spider-Man 3. Right. But, but that's also just for uh that's that's what we hear about on the outside the, yeah. the actual rules internally are way wilder than that yeah, right, yeah. Right, there's right. some things that say you can't have two characters like there was some people I, are uh, kissing pieces of glass yeah, and then they like, cg them together exactly. yeah there's a lot of that kind of stuff happening this year yeah it's so gonna it's, be weird it's super super interesting and the big thing you know something that i personally always had a problem with hbo max outside of it not being on roku figure it out guys uh is it didn't play 4k content now i know for most people like that doesn't matter but if you're gonna try to sell me on like staying home and watching a movie like a brand new film that i want to go experience cinematically then like i gotta really have a reason for it yeah mm-hmm. and they announced that with wonder woman going forward every new release is going to be in 4k dolby all that Woo! good stuff yeah. so if you're an enthusiast, i'm so glad we got the setup for it upstairs let's go if you're if you're an enthusiast and you still are not going to be ready to go to theaters to watch the movie you have the option to watch it at home some people watch on their cell phone that's also totally fine yeah whatever you want to do it's totally on you um, but these movies will be releasing simultaneously in theaters. They will be on HBO Max for the first month only. Then they will leave. So that way theaters can maybe, maybe capitalize on some of those ticket sales. We don't know if that'll even happen with some of these movies. Uh, and then eventually, probably two to three months later, they'll end up going to whatever respective service they're supposed to be on. Because sometimes companies like Warner Brothers have deals. Some things will go to Netflix. Some things will go here, whatever. Most likely they'll go back to Max. Um, but the big reason why it's such a big deal is AMC is kind of like one of the major theater chains who wants to fight against this because to them it's like, yeah, that's great that you're trying to just get your movies out there. We mm-hmm. understand. At the same time, we feel like you're just doing this to like boost the subscription numbers on HBO Max. Oh, 100%. Well, hell yeah. And not necessarily like – you don't have us, the ex- the exhibitor, in mind about your future plans. But see, right. this has always been a little bit of an issue with yes. this system. Yeah. It's kind of like a handshake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are separate companies. Right. Separate goals. And there's just been this, like, years-long handshake between these major companies <laughs> mm-hmm. of, like, hey, we're going to take care of each yeah. other, right? It's a beneficial relationship right? both ways. And then what, you know, like, of course things are going to switch to streaming in the middle yeah. of a fucking pandemic. Of it's the smart of option. Of course. Yeah. And, and HBO is going to be, like, and that's just, it's I mean, business. it's, like, it's not, don't take the wrong way, but HBO is very lucky that they had something that they created that now is very beneficial for right. our public health. Oh, yeah. Right. And that's just, just them. That's that's not them, like, that's not them. Being altruistic. Um, yeah. And yeah. They're, they're not, like, sabotaging movie theaters. They're adapting. They're, they're adapting, and they're lucky to have been there. I don't feel sorry for AMC. I, I, I empathize, and I can understand, but I don't sympathize. Yeah. It's like you had an opportunity as a – 
the other way around. No, I can. I, I think I, I don't feel sorry for them. Yeah, but so I can empathizing is feeling the way they feel. Never I, mind. I understand how they feel, but I don't feel sorry for them as a major company that could have known for years that movies were not performing the way they used to. And what steps are they taking to combat that? Yeah. When all these small businesses are hurting around this country right now, you know, like join the club. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're, everyone's hurting. Yeah. And, you know, you can't blame HBO or sorry, WB and HBO for mm-hmm. doing what they have to do yeah. to provide, you know, for the consumer Especially like when you think about like they're not the same company, right? And WB has contracts, I'm sure. Yeah. WB has people they worked with who made these movies that are probably saying like, "I want my fucking movie to come out." Yeah, I paid for this. I'm one of your stock investors. You know, find a way, make it happen. <laughs> I invest in AT and T. Granted, it's nothing compared to major investors, right? But yeah, you don't want to see your stock going down. You want it to go up. Yeah, and so- HBO is going to make a trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that, I mean, I'm happy to have HBO. That's going to be a really awesome month for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and I think like it's also it's also an interesting conversation because it not only is it not only is there a lot of consideration into the exhibition of movies and how going forward those experiences will be had. Like I know the beginning of of COVID when we talked about this happening, you know, we talked about like it's very possible that certain movies could become rock concerts. Yeah. Where. You know, New Mutants kind of did it. Yeah, when we went and watched New Mutants. Yeah, it exactly. was an event. They yeah. had the DJ. They had oh, all yeah. sorts of stuff. They also had the red carpet, but yeah. you drove on the red exactly. carpet, yeah. and then you took a picture with hanging your, your face outside of your car yeah. with a step and repeat in the background. But it's not outside of the realm of possibility that, like, whatever next Avengers movie we see, you could be going to like Dodger Stadium to watch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like it's very yeah. possible that that could be the next evolution of having of one of movies. the Chris's intro the movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think like. I know it's tough because we are in the middle of this pandemic, but like maybe it is time. You know, it's been a hundred years since we've really like, we've really, really put in the effort to look at exhibition and see how it's like constantly going down. How do we make it go the other direction? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is doing it more. You know, somebody, like an event. Uh, somebody in the chat, Luminosity Found, brings up a good point. Like, mm-hmm. especially after the Netflix blockbuster ordeal, you can't really like, these theater companies needed to have a plan. Yeah. Uh, this has been ha- this has been on the way out for a long time, yeah. and it only took the pandemic to magnify it exactly yeah. and exemplify the issues with right. this system that they had been holding on to for a very long time. And this is coming from people who love going to the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. we love it. I mean, we all have AMC A list. One and, of the big reasons yeah. we moved here is because it was right down the street from a theater that we could walk to, mm-hmm. and we had AMC A list, and we're like, let's go. We had yeah. a movie group. We go every Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we love. going going to the movies i i have a more like positive outlook on this in that i think it's very heartwarming imagining like those like quarantine villages that have come together to shoot a movie or a tv show imagine mommy has to go away daddy has Mm -hmm. to go away for like a month or two to make a movie like there's so much passion in like the filmmaking industry of the people who want to make things and the people who want to watch things people have not stopped watching things it's just the format has changed And I feel like the love from both sides, creators and viewers, we're going to figure something out. I actually think the last couple years have been some of the darkest in creator like history in terms Mm. of only seeing a certain type of movie in theaters and theaters being the gatekeepers. 
maybe it's time that theaters aren't the gatekeepers anymore. So more movies like what we watched with our audience last week, like as streaming takes a stronger hold and mm-hmm. people become more comfortable with it, more money will be invested in creators getting to make movies that don't have to be just made for the big screen. Yeah. Which there's a lot of power in that. I want more money to go towards indie creators. And as it became very evident that you can only really make money in a theater by making a superhero movie, right. it overwhelmed our theater system. Yeah. We had two years of nothing but superhero years, movies. I mean, Jesus. You know, and I love superheroes. I sure. love them. But I love movies. And it felt like everything that wasn't a superhero movie was just put on the freaking chopping block, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, you know, there's been a lot of conversations just with a lot of people online and all that sort of stuff. Also talking about if this is sort of like the if, – if the future is a lot of stuff goes to streaming and theatrical experience are just big movies, are those 10 movies going to be the only ones that are like the $200 million blockbusters? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then instead of having a ton of like – 150 million dollar movies that do like okay that's what 2019 was dude yeah we can like spread that out let's not bullshit that's what 2019 was how long was adventures endgame in theaters fucking forever months yeah months it's already it already became that lean into it if that's you don't want to adapt lean into that we can still have deadpools where they're like or or deadpools and jokers where they're these like smaller 40 to 60 million dollar movies but it's like, yeah, let's like spread that love a little bit more and let's give other movies the attention they deserve and not just be super hyper-focused on like the tent poles. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Warner Brothers wants to make a billion dollars on the next Wonder Woman movie, but like, that's not the only type of movie I want to watch. But that, that's also like, I, I know that this system bred itself mainly because Avengers Endgame made so much money. Oh, yeah. You know, like it made so much money that they're going to, you know, it probably, it bankrolled, I'm sure, half of Disney's movies that year. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I hope that opportunities start popping up for indie creators if they're not under this, like, pressure to have a movie in theaters sell at a certain level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, overall, I think just, it's just tough. It's tough. You know, like we all love movies. I know there's a ton of people in our audience who love going to the movie theater who are obviously not going for obvious reasons. And for me personally, I still don't know when I'll be comfortable going to a theater. Yeah, me either. It's a question. I, I'm still waiting for the tickets for Wonder Woman in the drive-in to, to be on sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now they're saying that they might even close down drive-ins, which is... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like really tough. It's weird. It's really uh, tough. It, I don't know. I, That's right. I, I would prefer... Because you can't even walk. Honestly, I, I would right now prefer watching a movie on our screen and sound system than yeah. a drive-in. Yeah. Every time we've gone to a drive-in, mm. I've been like, it's kind of cool to see your friends in the cars next to you, but the overall experience, I'm not crazy about. I, I think drive-ins and that outdoor theatrical experience can be great, but it needs more investment in mm. like the tech. Yeah. The you tech know? is not very good you, we I, we went to go see tenet and for Dude. the most part it's like very dim you can't really see it that well and, and the it sound was just is okay. completely like some of the dialogue was just yeah, inaudible oh, well that's also nolan that's yeah. nolan yeah. nolan's yeah. not imagine, making a movie for you to hear on your car right imagine listening radio. to a christopher nolan film through your speakers in uh, your car it's, uh. it's rough and you know like universal made pretty big headlines in july when they shortened the theatrical window from 90 days to 17 Mm -hmm. so this is big news this is just like yeah it's big news and we'll see if other movie studios jump on this a lot of people are looking at disney and they're like 
uh, Black Widow, Disney Plus, is this going to happen? I think they're just waiting to see how well Wonder Woman does. And if Wonder Woman does well and leads to a bunch of people signing up to HBO, all it's going to take is for a shareholder meeting for WB to be like, we made this much money, and that's going to circle around Mm -hmm. to Disney. I'll be like, okay, do it. Disney's having a shareholders meeting in the next couple of days here. So it's very possible that they might say, like, we're just going to drop Black Widow. Because I think the big thing that Warner Brothers is doing and HBO is doing you don't have to pay an additional fee to watch these movies. It's just included. And I think Disney, but I also like, you know, it's easy to poo-poo on Disney for this, but also someone had to try this. They did. They charged, you know, the $30 fee to have people buy Mulan. Yeah, but Mulan had problems. Yeah. So it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't the, like if Black Widow, perfect scenario, they could have tested that on Black Widow and mm-hmm. either it would have worked or not worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mulan was a little bit of a riskier thing, but I think it's very possible that, you know, Disney's looking at this and they're like, well, if it's very successful, then, and we want to just put Black Widow in theaters and on Disney Plus, we kind of just have to give it to people. Um, I think if they were to charge $5, I don't know how many people would like, you know, make noise about it. Um, but I think WB just saying like free on HBO Max it's as long huge. as you're sub. They're going to get so many signups. Yeah. And I'm sure they know that a monthly, that's the thing with this game. It's like, they know if you sign up for a monthly service, mm-hmm. It's going to pay off in the long run. Totally. You're going to you're going to forget some months. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing with these monthly services and by the time that you, you remember, don't use them all the time. Yeah, and by the time you remember, oh, the Matrix 4 is coming out. Great, I already have the service. That's how fucking right. Twitch Prime subs work. Yeah. They know you're going to forget, mm-hmm. and it pays off in the long run for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, real quick question for you guys and mm-hmm. those um, in the comments or the chat room. Do you have? Do you know anybody where Disney Plus is their favorite streaming service? I feel like Hector's. <laughs> I don't know any. He watches it, everything. Over I there. I think it's my dad's favorite really? streaming really? service because all the family films are wholesome. Yeah. And he loves Nat Geo and yeah, and those kind of like true. nature documentary stuff. So he that's his favorite streaming I service. I open it up about once every two weeks and close it outside of Mando. Yeah. I have. I'm like I don't. Really? I've been opening it a lot more. I watched the innovation, the innovate. What is it called? The Imagineer story. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah I gotta, I gotta believe if you're asking a family or kids specifically, mm. they would probably say Disney Plus. And now, or an old guy like my dad. Yeah, <laughs> and now there's discussions that they might merge Hulu and Disney Plus. So yeah. Disney Plus would actually have like an adult section to it. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be great because Hulu is way too expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about to cancel my Hulu subscription and tie so it into good. my Disney Plus right, one. Because I'm paying more yeah. for Hulu on its own than I could have it wrapped into my Disney Plus. Yeah, I think it's like stupid. $12. Very well, also our Disney Plus. I think we jumped in on some like three-year, three-year yeah. thing, or yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, exciting stuff. The Warner Brothers future situation. for cinema, but Warner Very. Brothers pulled the power move. They did, and I, I did see some people in the chat saying like, "It's oh, it's different because Warner Brothers has their own streaming service." Every studio, I think, at this point, Universal has and tried Sony to make the their own. That don't. Actually, Paramount. Paramount can utilize, I think, CBS All Access because mm-hmm. I think they're all in the same family. Because I know it's like you start really thinking about it, like, ooh, this company tried a couple years ago or this company tried. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very seldom that these services actually work. Yeah. And let's not forget, HBO Max still has a lot of problems. This is the best decision they've made. It has a, There's been some good shows come out on HBO Max, yeah. but they had a super rocky rollout, very confusing marketing campaign. And it sucks because their archive of content is great. Yeah. But there's a, like still not having 4K, not having it on Roku. Like yeah. there's just some weird stuff going on, and this is probably the smartest decision they've made to get people to actually get in there. Yeah, 
Yep. So we'll see what happens in the in the coming months with all of this. And you know, I, I think for most people, at least who are watching now or in our YouTube comments, you know, I'd love to know if you if Wonder Woman when it comes out on Christmas Day, if theaters are even open where you are, will you feel comfortable going? I think most of us are like, no, not not, not in Los Angeles right now, yeah. buddy. <laughs> we yeah, were we at 7,000 7, cases yesterday. Yeah, we don't even have the option because they've been closed Whoop. since, you know, March. Dude, just getting worse. Yeah. Just getting worse. So, uh, Lucas, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I guess I want to talk about these weird monoliths that keep showing up. We don't have to talk very long about this, but are, <laughs> are you aware of what I'm, I'm talking about? I'm aware of the monoliths. So, a couple of weeks ago, a... A big silver monolith appeared in the Utah desert. It's about 10 feet tall, 200 pounds, uh, and then just mysteriously disappeared. Oh, man. What a troll. And then a couple couple <laughs> well, days there later. Was a, there was a report done that showed... Google Maps? No, no, no. How it disappeared. There was a New York mm. Times article like about a photographer who went mm. there and saw these dudes people taking it apart. Taking it apart. But oh. the people taking it apart didn't seem to be affiliated with who put it up because they were saying stuff like, this is why you don't leave trash in the desert. Mm. Ah. Um, so However. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. And then a few days later, uh, someone in Romania spotted one of these things yeah. that then disappeared. And then just a couple days later, uh, there was one spotted in California that has been <laughs> since taken away. Uh, which the one in California, I don't think they saw who took it. Um, but Interesting. These are like tall silver monoliths they're appearing in weird places if you see and then 2001 you know exactly what yeah, it looks and like and then they're disappearing a lot of people are calling it a marketing stunt what do you guys think do you think this is a marketing stunt do you think this is first contact with aliens are we making 2020 a space odyssey i think it's probably a marketing stunt yeah uh and what's ticking me off is that these keep showing up and no one's just watching the thing at all times and then asking the people who are taking it, hey, what are you doing with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, do, who do you work for? One showed up, put a camera on it. Yeah, yeah put a freaking camera on it. Who Jesus. Who's your dad in? What does he do? I uh, I used to make a lot of this kind of artwork. I think it's an artist. Yeah. Or a group. Yeah. yeah. Or an art group. Right. I've, I've, I've used to make a Which lot of this kind of artwork. and also the same as marketing stunt. Yeah. 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 For me, I think it's hilarious how upset people get. Yeah. Uh, one day uh, in the middle of the night, me and my roommates, um, it took a few weeks, but we made paper bag mushrooms. I don't know if you've seen that. And uh, in the middle of the night, we put them all over campus, mm -hmm. like all the green areas on campus, the soccer field and everything. And apparently the university was so upset they had people drive around in golf carts to run them over because there was a tour and they didn't want you know our campus to look shitty mm -hmm. to these people who are coming in for a tour and i thought it was hilarious because my roommates and i were like oh man this seems like a kind of school i would want to go to because it seems fun but mm -hmm. maybe because of the connotation with mushrooms and drugs they really really hated them but they were pretty harmless they're paper bag mushrooms but this is coming from the person who, you know, likes to put googly eyes on everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's me. Yeah, I mean, it's like, me. If it, if it is a marketing stunt, I'm, I'm very curious, like, what movie, what show, what, what like. What new app? Yeah, <laughs> like, is there, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's monolith. It's a new app that's all about space. And I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> I can see it just being an artist or an art group. Yeah. Or the thing is, sometimes stuff like this, it might have been, like, an artist. If, if this They're like, also in the copycat exactly. events. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the yeah, art yeah, yeah. world, like if something like this works, somebody else might be like, yo, we should go put one up. Yeah. yeah. You know, which like, could, which could be the original artist's intention of like, man, if I make this thing and don't tell anybody about it, it might 
spark like some some cool imagination across the world Look, of like other are, people wanting to do this. And people are know. honestly just bored. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's be real, they're just bored. There's a lot of happening type artwork like this in Los Angeles. Yeah. Have you noticed the fried eggs that are painted on the sidewalk? Mm-mm. No. Okay, so I'm one of those people that also walk around and always look down. Um, now that I've mentioned it, take a look for the fried eggs that are painted all over Los Angeles. Interesting. Underneath bridges and stuff. It's just some artist. Um, there's another artist that dro- um, throws uh, stuffed animals and hangs them off of power mm, lines. Yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've seen that. Yeah. Um, Someone in chat saying it was marketing for Southwest Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a beacon. That's right. I mean, I'm, I'm not like at all curious about what it's for mm. yeah i uh i find it funny more than anything that we even give it any attention at all right. yeah and mm-hmm. uh and when people are like could it be aliens and i'm like didn't the pentagon release stuff this year of unidentified flying mm. objects and we were all kind of like eh, yeah there's like there's, like there's like eh, there's, there's like credible stuff we could be yeah. researching there's real stuff to look at if you want yeah. <laughs> we're just like whoa what if it's aliens <laughs> <laughs> about like a big silver thing yeah it's pretty silly anyway that's it uh, Malika, what do you got to talk about today? Cool. I My title of my thing I wanted to talk to you about is Upsetting People When It Does Not Look Like Before. <sighs> and I have three examples. Sonic, yep. the new Clifford the Big Red Dog first look from Paramount Pictures that was leaked on or posted on Twitter. And then also the Studio Ghibli film, uh, Earwig and the Witch, which is the first 3D animated film mm-hmm. that Studio Ghibli has put out. And people are pretty vocal and upset. And I'm just bringing this about because I don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I Continue. I don't yeah, want to interrupt you. Sure. On one hand, um, Sonic was weird, and I'm glad they changed his teeth. Yeah. And uh, as a lover of Clifford the Big Red Dog, I hate the new Clifford. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I, and I'm not happy about the new Studio Ghibli uh, animated trailer. The look is very upsetting to me. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm also a creator and I know how painfully expensive it is to change things. I feel bad about who might have just lost their job because of some character design, because some nostalgic fans just hated the idea. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how I feel about it. Or should I say, I feel so many things. I haven't made up my mind about it. Mm-hmm. But I would like to talk to you guys. You know, how bad is it that? when there's any kind of um, old franchise, because we have such nostalgia, we'll, like people will never be happy. Yeah. That's, I felt you know almost I mean? exactly the same sort of dissonance, the same sort of uh, just uh, feeling with the Sonic thing, because I was like, that does look pretty weird, but so many people worked really hard on this, yeah. and Twitter basically just re... Yeah, like, like terror, tore tw- it apart. Yeah, Twitter t- terrorized these creators yeah. to the point of being yeah. like, okay, w- I guess we have to change this. Right, so. right. I have big problems with it. Yeah. yeah. I'm very upset at how people act entitled to their ideas. Right, yeah. And I, especially as people, like, we work in a live format, and we encounter these things on a micro scale... Because it's improvisational and yeah. things <clears throat> never go the way that you originally plan. And I know uh, Mercer was making I was, comments. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, uh, with, I saw his in, Twitter in thread in regards to Critical Role, and he they get it so bad. And they've always, the fan base has always been like that with Critical Role since even we were working on it. And it's just like you don't have a right. You know, you're not. You have a right as a consumer to say, "I'm not going to support this with my dollar." Yeah. So don't. You don't have a right to bully people into your idea of what you think is better based on what 
you know, when it comes to this stuff, it's like it's an yeah. idea that you formed. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've I've had moments where I've been like, that's not the way I remembered the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know what? I just didn't watch it. Yeah. yeah. Or later I watched and went, oh, that was better than I thought. Sure. How quickly you get over it. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's you create an idea in your head. Right. That's not yours. You don't own it. You didn't create it. It's not fucking yours. Yeah. Who cares? It's it's one thing to be like, that looks silly. I'm not going to watch this. Mm-hmm. It's another to be like, here's a petition for you to change it. Yeah. Right. Like, imagine going into an art gallery and there's a petition box by every painting. There and it's ha- like, but yeah, I need you to change your painting. <laughs> there has been shit like that that's happened. It's wild. In the past. And it's just... But I think we're at a new level of entitlement because of social media and because they can actually get power behind it. Yeah. Now you can yell at the studio boss. You couldn't do that before. Yeah. 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 You can find who worked on the animation team and fucking harass them. That was on a whole level. Yeah. The the Mass Effect animation artist that was just pretty much harassed out of the industry. To me, this is is not much different than the bullshit right now Mm -hmm. where people are finding the people who worked on the election and counted votes yeah. and harassing them into hiding. Yeah. Right. Like it's the same level of fucking entitlement. Well, yeah. And I think that too about the Sonic sp- case specifically of like, this is not one person's decision. I mean, it might've been like one person's like, sure. I want it to look like this. And then now you're just talking trash on thousands of people that worked on right. this. Yeah. That right. Like really came together to make a vision. Uh, and they're being given orders and it's like, this is just somebody doing their job. Yeah. I mean, the Sonic thing was, and look, like I wasn't crazy about the look of Sonic, but he lo- it looked ridiculous. Yeah. Silly, but I but never. I grew up playing some Sonic, but I wasn't. I'm not like the fucking. It looked ridiculous in the yeah, game. Yeah. Come on, it looked ridiculous. He's a hedgehog with sneakers. Come on. You type in Sonic on Google, half of them are him with a big dick. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. He's fucking one of the other characters in the show. Uh, That's what you're being sacred about. Yeah. The, there is one takeaway though that I, I've kind of made up my mind about, and, and this is just my opinion. Come attack me if you want. Um. As a lover of all forms of animation, I don't like seeing 3D animation as the treated as some kind of cheap, efficient alternative to hand-drawn animation. Mm. When 3D animation is done well, like Pixar films, DreamWorks, um, they're just as expensive and time-consuming and yeah. sometimes even more than like hand-drawn animation. And I saw... You know, people are really upset about the Studio Ghibli um, trailer, but nobody really talked about... This is one of their first... Um, films for tv mm-hmm. and it's going to be aired on nhk so that's a different budget they probably have to be really fast yeah. and so it probably looks a little you know tv quality but it's not necessarily like they've abandoned hand-drawn yeah. you know or they're not artists anymore or like miyazaki's son isn't as good as miyazaki or like you know all this other stuff but you know i <laughs> as a fan though i do have some mixed feelings because sometimes i'm like yeah that's a little rough but you know nobody you know, deserves to be I, harassed what i think when i see that stuff is it's not for me yeah. yeah and that's fucking fine what was the thing that was just announced this week that i saw a bunch of people freaking out about and was, was it just the like, clifford thing no and i'm like it's not for you dude it's not for you was it, was it some, a movie it was either a movie or a show where people were doing the whole like being upset again and i'm just like it's not not everything's for, for you, you dude <laughs> it's not for you yeah. we get older you know yeah and it's not our you know like if the I felt the same thing, I, you know, when Nickelodeon, or not Nickelodeon, or maybe it was Nickelodeon. Uh, there were a couple Marvel shows that came out, cartoons that were in that kind of 3D animation. Yeah. There was like the Iron Man one and stuff. Yeah. I really did not like it. It was not for me. I did not like the animation. Uh, but you know what? It wasn't for me. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'm sure there were some kids who that was their first experience with Iron Man, and they loved it. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. 
fine. It's, I mean, people talk about it all the time. It's like the Star Wars prequels is kind of the same thing. Like yeah. people of my brother's generation, they love those movies. I may not like them. That's fine. But if a ton of kids who grew up watching them and that's their Star Wars, let's just let them love they it. They love it. Big yeah. deal. Big deal. Yeah. And Star Pilot 6, I think that's kind of what we're all trying to say is that like it's totally fine to critique something and say this is bad. Yeah. It's not... I th- I think we all have issue with then going to the creator and saying change this. Change yeah, this. you yeah. make it something. what I want. Right. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. yeah, that's what you have the power to say. Is as a consumer, I don't like this. I won't watch it. And you know what? If you choose not to, and it still performs really well, let's use the Transformers movies for example. Ooh. I could give. Ooh. Two flying fucks about any of those movies except for Bumblebee. Bumblebee's great. Go and watch you know Bumblebee. What? Those so movies did so Billion well. Billion dollars every so time. So well in theaters. And I just have to go, you know what? I didn't go see them in theater. That's they how I be. That's how I participated in showing. Yeah. Uh, this isn't for me, but somebody liked them. I, I, I worked I, on someone one of them. Liked them. I, I liked the like, first two. I oh, worked on the th- first one was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I liked the first one just fine. And I liked none of them <laughs> at I all. The, I thought the first one was big dope. dumps. Was big too. dumps. <laughs> I mean, you know, coming from a visual effects background, to 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 be in the room, to have the head of the art department or the visual effects department and the director and the producers to come in and say like, Twitter hates our design. We're gonna now spend three months, six. Four, however long it was, four months changing it, we're going to push the release date. As a visual effects artist, I would have been so pissed. Yeah. Because you're on such tight deadlines and you're doing overnighters, you know, you're doing weekends, all kinds of stuff. And to, to, to find out that social media is the reason why I'm now back on this project for another four months. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I think- most visual effects artists would be like, well... I don't, I don't that, want to. That kind of stuff happens in games a lot. Yeah, I that, bet. What happened to Sonic happens in games all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, stuff I, gets I, leaked. People throw a big fit. And that's why that like work culture can be so toxic to people because yeah. they want out, but they like take extreme measures to just try to like yeah. the make en- themselves feel better. The entitlement movie creators are dealing with on social media right now, yeah. game creators have been dealing yeah, with for years. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. it's, it's not nearly as bad as the people who, who work in games. Yeah. I have some stories for another time. I think, <laughs> I, I, I wonder if like with Clifford and the Studio Ghibli and, and the Sonic ex- and, examples. And that's just a few examples. You could also yeah, say there, the live action all uh, the Disney time. movies. Yeah, you know? it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. I wonder if like um, studios though are maybe seeing that they should have better test marketing. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe this right. will lead to them being like, oh, oh maybe we should put out some uh, preliminary these, designs to will, big fans. I will say this: two of these examples are from Paramount. You know? I went to. I have to be so careful with my words. I've been I'm in. Spoil it. You went to a test screening. I went to a test screening. <laughs> yes. Okay, and uh, I I got to be a part of a the test screening, group. a focus group yeah. with very detailed notes. I'm talking crazy detailed questions and notes. A lot of people who give advice in these screenings are real fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're and, the type of people that you're like, how did you get invited to and this? Okay. Start they realizing, want the free gift card. You start realizing how dangerous they can be because decisions get changed based on a group of people who group think gets involved and start going, 
yeah, yeah, you know what? I too, like, and you're like, are you fucking listening to well, yourself yeah. right now? And then those people go back and give their teams internally, like the VFX team. They wanted team, the color to be purple. Hey, you know, the I got this note from uh, Joe Blow over here who's watched everything you've ever done, and he's going to be the expert on it. And we really took what they had to say to heart, and I think now you need to change all these things. Sometimes those things can be really detrimental, and that's yeah. why you find these fights between directors and studios because the studios put a lot of stock in the power of those small groups. Those focus groups, And yeah. sometimes you need someone who's willing to fall on the sword and be like, I'm sticking with it. I believe in this. We're going to ride it through instead of a small group of people. Those stories are so satisfying to hear, Who too. sometimes could be upset because the room was too hot. Or they waited too long in line. Right. Yeah. And they well, come in and like... Or they didn't get their drink or but whatever. But I, yeah. I think that's where the film industry could learn more about games. Yeah. Because Netflix really kicked off the whole like write stories by algorithm shit. Mm-hmm. But video games have been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Mr. Joe Blow, uh, I know for a fact that many of the Sony studios get their user testers from Craigslist and great designers... Listen to what they're saying, but then they figure out why they're saying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not saying it, make it purple. Uh, they're saying make the it's animation an more vibrant yeah. or something yeah. like that, you know? And that's where I think um, the film industry could really benefit from the data analytics that game developers have had for like over I a bet some now. people are. Yeah. yeah. I have to imagine some people are, especially I, things like Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, I, in some ways, I think, for better or worse, have started creating by algorithm. Yeah. But, like, that kind of system ends up leading you to lukewarm content that always feels dated the second it lands, which is how I felt about Queen's Gambit. It's like, this feels like a built-by-algorithm show that's following a very strict formula that says, we know this will work and will please a certain amount of people and is very in right now and we'll, with this actress. And, like, it just feels so paint by numbers and you never get your breaking bads if you do that mm-hmm. you know you don't have this yeah. auteur coming in being like i have a vision for something really special and i'm going to follow it through because you're trying to find what the current trends are and you're never going to break out of those trends if you don't have somebody willing to take I, that risk i think it's good and bad it's bad when you're talking about your example i think it's good because it's led to representation because we've we we have numbers to prove. Oh You're shit! Not wrong. Maybe You're not I want to see furious. a woman of <laughs> color as the main yeah. character. Yeah. You know. You're not wrong. When um, you have these old white men who are like nobody wants to see these movies, and then Netflix comes along, and goes, actually, yeah. look at our analytics Stats, here that yeah. show that these movies are performing mm-hmm. extremely well, being targeted to these communities. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, you got a point there. Good, good with the bad, you know. Yeah, yeah, good with the bad. Yep. Well, moving on, borrowing your laptop, because mine died. Oh, mine too. Uh, <laughs> I'm using my phone. You can't see yeah. it, though. <laughs> ah, suckers. Uh, moving on to what I would like to talk about is the world of Wong Kar Wai. Uh, I'm sure some of you in our community have heard about this because you tag me all the time on Twitter, <laughs> but I'm not complaining. The fact that we have a relationship where when there's news about Wong Kar Wai movies and you tag me, <laughs> rest assured I already know, but I'd prefer you tag me about that stuff than all the other bullshit on the internet. And I'm like, yeah. I already know. I got it. Oh, that being said, the poster somebody tagged me on the other. I bought it. Everything (laughs) was in French. I couldn't get my uh, translator on my phone to work while I was ordering. I hope it shows up. Oh, God. I paid money, and the money was taken out of my account. But I ordered that French poster because it was beautiful. And that will be arriving hopefully one day. But um, I have no idea. Might have to go to France after the pandemic. I have no idea. Everything was in French. I was like, okay, this is usually where you would put this. This is usually what you would put this. Good God. I'm like, Google, usually you give me the option to translate. 
Wasn't doing it. Yeah, your people in the audience are like, some of us speak French. We could have translated. So uh, Wong Kar Wai has recently remastered a large portion of his library of films in 4K. Um, but there seems to be a lot of confusion, even from our community who's been tagging me in this stuff, about what that means. Yeah. And I get it. I was very confused, you too. You explained it to me, and I was like, this sounds messy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's been no announced release date for when these movies that have been restored are coming to disc, yeah. when you'll be able to have them in your home. Uh, I think the marketing's been a little off and the articles that have been coming out because some of the articles that were released were saying stuff like traveling show by and you go to Janus Films and you click buy now and you're like, wait, this is for movie theaters. This mm. is a website designed for movie theaters to say, send me the Blu-ray for me to show in my theater. But COVID. So even as recently as last week, articles were coming out saying on December 11th, Janus Films and, and in collaboration with the uh, film, you know, at Lincoln Center Project, are going to be bringing the Wong Kar Wai collection to Los Angeles. No, they're not. Yeah. No, that's, they're not. That's not happening. That's not happening. So there's a lot of confusion there. It's not out. But you can watch a lot of them by going to Film Link's website. Now, uh, Film Link is film at the Lincoln Center. Uh, they have a virtual theater. <sighs> This is where it gets even weirder. So if you sign up, you'll get a discount. So I did sign up, but you have to pay to sign up. You have to rent each movie. And when you rent the movie, you only have 20, or you have seven days after you rent it to watch it. And once you start watching, you only have 24 hours to finish it. So it's like, you kind gotta like be Amazon ready. I have not started watching a single like an one Amazon of them. Amazon Prime. Yeah. yeah. I haven't started watching a single one of these yet because I want to have the time to go through and watch them all. So this weekend, I will be watching all seven films and reporting back to you all. Oh, that's what you're doing this weekend? Yes. I'm pretty sure I brought that up at some point this week. Uh, Uh-oh. I have Uh-oh. to get through seven <laughs> movies. Um, all of them remastered. Now, that being said, I have not been able to find anywhere online anyone talking about the quality of yeah. this virtual player. Oh, God. I, hope it's not I can't potato. find anything. It's the 4K restorations, but you have to go through Film Link's website with their virtual player to watch these movies. Only seven of them in the Janus Film Collection. So mm. you can rent all seven as a group deal, which is what I did, um, as the Janus Film Collection. Now, just today, I saw that they updated with the release dates of the rest of the Wong Kar Wai collection nice. on Film Link's website. But they're not part of the Janus Film Collection. So I was like, this is so confusing. What does that mean? Yeah. The Janus Film Collection are the ones who worked with Criterion to remaster those movies in 4K. Right. And there's not that many. They just did seven. Oh, okay. They did seven movies that they remastered for Mm -hmm. 4K. Um, every other feature film that Wong Kar Wai has made has now been put up on FilmLink's rental site uh, for their virtual cinema, but only one out of the other four has been remastered, but it wasn't remastered by Janus, and that's 2046. And here's the tricky thing about Criterion remasters. They restore them usually at the highest quality, but when they press them or release them on streaming, they're, they're always in HD. Yeah. So it's $70 to do the Janus Film Collection, um, and then you'd have to rent every other movie that isn't a part of that collection right. separately if you want to watch them. 
I'm only going to do the seven film collection, and then when 2046 drops, I will be watching <coughs> 2046 because 2046 has never been released in HD. Mm-hmm. It's only been only a DVD, DVD release. I've never got to see that movie at higher than 720 by 480. I'm super excited about it. Uh, but it was not done by the same company. It's the only one that was done separate. Mm-hmm. Ashes of Time Redux, uh, uh, Blueberry... Oh, God. I, it's the one I haven't watched. My Blueberry Nights and uh, the Grandmaster were not remastered, but those were made more recently, so they were probably Your already quality, mastered in yeah. you know HD and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm gonna be watching all of them this weekend. I will. I might record myself reacting, and just will to be able you? to make a video of like, here's my thoughts on this transfer. Lika, what are your weekend weekend plans? <laughs> I I guess they don't involve Zach unless I want to be doing that too. <laughs> It's only seven movies. It's only some 12 of, hours. Some of them are like two to three hours long. Uh, I haven't seen all of them, so I'm really yeah. excited. Because some of these movies, have I've never been able to find them. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting. These are like yeah. remasters, and I've never been able to find these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now that you've brought that up, I'm like, you're probably going to get... They're, they're remastered in 4K, but they're presented in HD. Which is probably I don't know. That's the, the thing. Case. I've already rented them. But I'm afraid to even hit play to see the experience because then yeah. I got to commit to watching it within 24 hours. I have to watch In the Mood for Love by Sunday because it released earlier. This is the other oh, weird I thing. I got the whole pack as like seven movie collection, but then all the movies hadn't released yet. So In the Mood for Love expires on Sunday, but all the others expire later. But they're mm. all available now. And uh, I'm really pumped. And I'll be reporting back on Monday with my thoughts. Oh, how okay. the I'll see is. you at the end of the, end of the weekend. <laughs> uh, and all that Woo! good stuff. But uh, I, I know people had a lot of questions for me on how all that worked. But there has been no official release date yet. And there's been no sign on whether or not these are ever going to play in theaters. The original plan was these would be touring to major cities yeah. and being in theaters. Obviously, that's not happening. <sighs> Maybe someday. Yeah. 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 Because well, that, we'll that would be really cool. It would be. It would yeah. be cool. It would be cool. But that's all I had to talk about. I know people mm-hmm. were wondering probably what's going on there. And if you have any questions about it, hit me up on Discord or on Twitter, and I'll, I'll let you know what I know. I've been, de- yeah. I've been digging into this so much because it's very confusing. We've been talking about – you brought it up, I think, when we watched In the Mood for Love for the first time last year – that they were that there was like a discussion happening of remastering his movies in 4K. He's been talking about for a while. Yeah. It's been a wild year for Wong Kar Wai. He's got a series that's probably coming out. Mm. Uh, and but he had two other series that were in production that were dropped, one oh, for shit. Amazon. What? Uh, who how dare? How uh, dare? Who and how? How dare? <laughs> Where do you live? It probably got dropped because it's very similar to Warrior. It was about oh, the I San see. Francisco like warring kind of oh. and Cinemax put out Warrior with the collaboration of being written by Bruce Lee's daughter. So don't know if Amazon wants to be like, yeah, let's also try to make something that can be. You can that. put out more than one thing with Asian people in it. Come on. Well, he's got two other things he's working on. Yeah. A spiritual sequel to Chungking Express. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and then also Shanghai uh, Blossoms, which is, or Blossoms Shanghai, I guess, which is based on a book, but it's supposed to be a spiritual sequel to 2046 and In the Mood for Love. Mm. Uh, but that got halted in filming because of COVID. But it takes place in like Hawaii and like mm. eventually in America because the book does as well. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I'm very excited. Well, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to, for you to report back on the experience. <laughs> You're going to see me all weekend. 
sitting there watching the TV, waiting. That's my only gripe with Criterion, and I get it. Like Criterion, they're not. But that's the thing. Criterion's name is nowhere on any of this. Right. It's so weird that you first hear being remastered by Criterion. Yeah. Then you hear Janus Films is releasing a seven-film distribution of whatever, but then they're not actually releasing it. Mm-hmm. No. And then the only people who have it are film at the Lincoln Center on a virtual watch along. For rental. And it's expensive. So it's weird. The yeah. whole process has been very strange. That's bizarre. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it... Uh, how James it... C. right here. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see what that experience turns out to be. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you're doing a 4K remaster, you want to watch it in 4K. Look, but... if I start... I'm going to start within the mood for love. That's yeah. I have to start within the mood for love. Uh, for one, it expires first. But <laughs> I'll start with that one. And if I open that up and those first couple shots are actually 4K and actually look beautiful, I'm going to be fucking stoked for the rest of the weekend. If that bitrate and compression looks like shit, I'm... You're out. I'm out. I mean, I'm we, just going to stop. We I'll got the TV stop. now with the crispy blacks, so it will probably look pretty good. But it's all about the compression. Yeah. I don't know what this website is. There's no information online about how good their quality is. It's like a 12 megabit per <laughs> second bit rate. I mean, look, we watch movies on Criterion's website, and they're not great compression. If right. they suck, it'll be just like the comments of everybody who didn't get an Xbox just now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, I think, I think hardcore film Twitter is a little different than... Yeah. I don't For know. One, There's no, dozens it is. of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dozens. I, I can't find anyone online talking about this. And every article that comes out is like IndieWire or something like that. And it has the wrong information. Yeah. They all have the wrong information. Yeah. <laughs> Zach equals compression snob. You pay money. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> if you're telling me these aren't going to be in theaters, we're not releasing yeah. them on disc. Here's your rental that they you better, paid $10 fucking dollars for. Which was only ten because it was in a package deal. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like fifteen bucks each for mm. a rental. Mm. You better have good compression. I mean, look, like I think the quality on Disney Plus is pretty damn good. Disney Plus is good, but there's still a part of me that's like, I want to see Mandalorian season two on a disc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sixty megabits per second. Seventy me- megabits and per the second. Music. Yeah, yeah. I want that expanded IMAX looking sequence mm-hmm. from a disc. <laughs> You're Anything right. that looks like moving concept art makes me so excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yep. Yep. And no, you're not wrong, Mooch42, that if I'm doing this in the living room, I will be constantly reminded by all of the Alexa reminders set up by chat. <laughs> Every morning at 10 a.m. now, take your drugs. Take your drugs. <laughs> you, don't, you, made that for, you had to make that for you, but it doesn't even trigger upstairs, does it? No, and I take it my just drugs triggers, before I go to bed. It triggers not at for me at 10 a.m. when I'm downstairs working. At, you know, take your drugs. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have a glass wall, so any uh, notifications Here, that come through, I hear it loud and clear. Um, take your drugs just means have your coffee. Okay. Right? There's I've caffeine. Already, by Caffeine's 10 a drug. I've already Get your had, bean juice. By 10 a.m., I've already had two. You want me to take three by <laughs> 10? I usually save three for <laughs> 2 p.m. Okay? Get your bean juice. Get your bean juice. Bean water. Yeah. Bean water. Get your bean water. That's all the topics that That's we have we for got. today. We really did it. If there's anything Two you hours. would like us to talk about on, yeah. on Hypercast, uh, let us know in our Discord. Uh, we have a Discord room. Mm-hmm. Let us know in Discord what you want us to talk about because Monday we'll be back with Hypercast. Yes, yes. We're going we're gonna to continue to play around with this format and experiment with some stuff. You know, I, th- I think that's the fun part about doing a show like this is we get to like, this is our opportunity to just kind of hang out together and talk about things that we're interested in. And we're not going to be doing the show every day. I think we should make that clear at the top. It's going to be twice a week because I think every day, you know, 
for me personally, doing it every single day, by the time we got to Friday, I was like, I'm kind of exhausted talking about the same thing over and over again sometimes. Yeah, yeah we're going to do so. twice a week for now. I just realized, as I said all that, I'm like, oh my God, I have so much stuff on my to-do list as far as gear stuff to like fix things. I don't know how I'm going to do that while watching Wong Kar Wai movies. Just, you know, do it like this, like this, a little bit of here, a little bit of that, some if, of that. The thing is, it's not in English. You got to watch. Read. I got to sit there and pay attention. Or learn Chinese. Yeah, I'll have that done by tomorrow. New monolith in Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh, Are you serious? Ah! <laughs> They're everywhere. They're, They're taking all over. over the place. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is the show. Thank you all so much Thanks, for watching. Thanks, everybody. We're not done. If you're watching live on Twitch, we're not done. Don't go we're anywhere. We're just getting started. We have content coming up right after this. We might, we're going to go offline day. and then go back online from upstairs with content. We got content for you all day long. It's what we do here. It's what we do here. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for sitting through and watching all of this. Make sure you hit the subscribe, subscribe button. It, Enable those notifications. Jump over to Twitch and come hang out with us live. It's a fun experience. You get to talk to us, and we get to read all your comments in the chat room. It's a good old time. And uh, one of us is going to have to get up and awkwardly go shut the stream off. I'll do it. I'll do it. We Volunteer. got content. Despite even having a new roommate moving in today, we have content all day long. That's all right. day That's right. long. New roommate. Truth. New, new roommate. New roommate. I'm going to go pee. You do that. We'll be right back. All right, we're just going to awkwardly right sit back. here and smile at you. Don't go anywhere or we'll hunt you down.